This is the A Block Podcast. I'm Mandy Mitchell, sports anchor and reporter at WRAL in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hopefully you got a chance to check out the blog, ablockblog.com. We explore different things you should know in your first years in TV news. Today I'm talking with KWCH morning news anchor Jen Bates in Wichita, Kansas. Jen started her career as a sports anchor, made the switch to mornings. Uh, well, I love sports, and um, as a lot of people know who are in sports, it is hectic as all get out. And I was kind of getting a little bit burned out by it. Um, the constant, you know, hours in, in my department, too, it was we were working in new people, and um, it was a lot of the onus was put on me um, to be in charge of a lot of it. And um, it was just, it got to be a lot, and I just needed a break for a little while, and I wanted something that was a little bit different where I could still do some sports um, when needed, but could have a more set schedule. Um, so that was really nice. I worked Monday through Friday. I wake up at an ungodly hour, but I, I work I work Monday through Friday, you know, so that's it's really nice change of pace to have weekends off and have to have a more a more set schedule with everything. And also, um, I wanted to kind of expand me and really um, I loved reporting and I missed that, but I wanted to become a better anchor. And this puts me in front of the camera for four and a half hours in the morning and then another thirty minutes in the afternoon, which is a lot. And um, I wanted to be able to use that to to kind of I don't know, help contribute so I could do other things like uh, more charity work that I wasn't able to do uh, with a couple of places I work with while I was doing sports. Because you want to commit to things, but then you're like, oh, no, sorry, can't. This just came up and I have to go in. Um, so I liked, I liked the idea of a set schedule and expanding my ability beyond just um, beyond just sports. So you seem to like it, but what was the toughest like adjustment to getting used to being a morning news anchor? Um, you know what? What's funny is waking up early really wasn't that bad. Um, I I a morning person anyway, <laughs> so I think probably the hardest adjustment was trying to make people trust me that I knew news as well as sports. Because for six and a half years in this market, I was I did sports and I would talk football and I'd talk baseball and I would never really talk about Congress or you know murder trials or anything like that is related to news. So it's a matter of, I was more nervous at of making myself trustworthy as a deliverer of daily news and a follower of that than just a sports face. Cause um, that's a difficult, that's a difficult thing. Cause I want people to look at me and see more than like the happy fun jokester that I was, I can be serious about it too. So what did you do to get them past the, the fact that you were the sports chick for so many years and now all of a sudden you're telling them about, you know, legislation? You know what's funny? It's oddly enough, it was the same strategy I used with sports because I think a lot of times in sports, being a girl, still, um, you have to overcome the fact that you're a girl and people are automatically going to have a stereotype about you with that. So you have to, you know, just constantly present facts correctly and be on top of things and answer questions and be transparent about what you do and don't know. And so I did that a lot with news and I relied on a lot of people. And with sports, I delved so much in my whole life with sports. I, I, I read about it. I watched it. I read books about it. Didn't just watch Sports Center and watch highlights, you know. And so now I, I do the same thing. I wake up every morning. I put on uh, national news network, be it CBS or CNN or something that has national news on, and I have that playing while I'm getting ready, so I can be up to date, so I can know how to pronounce things. That's another big part. Pronunciations. If you can't pronounce things, people are going to be like, "What in the world? This person has no clue what they're talking about." So kind of just um, trying the same strategy with sports is just be as transparent as possible, become a student of the game 
like any athlete does and really try to learn all about different things and admit when you don't know something. That's a big part about news. We're human. If I don't know something, well, a lot of people don't know that. So let's search out the answer. That's what reporting does. A lot of young people don't seem to understand that. They go into a newsroom and they maybe think, well, I have to know everything. And I think, yeah, so what can they do to to sort of balance, you know, having confidence in the newsroom, but then admitting when they don't know something? Yeah, that's a tough balance to strike. And I think a lot of that is relying on older, uh, more experienced people in the newsroom. Uh, I see that a lot, too. They get um, with younger people that are coming in because we have a lot of younger producers and, um, they're, they're nervous about getting things wrong or messing up. And I want to tell them, like, it's okay. Like, we all mess up. We still all mess up at some point. We're not perfect here. So it's okay to have a question. It's okay to ask for help. That's not going to be seen as a weakness. It's actually a good sign of strength in the newsroom if you could sit there and say, hey, look, I don't know what's going on. Can you sit here and explain it to me? And honestly, do, do research outside of work. Go ask about people in your community. Um, that I see works all the time. If you get involved into your community and go ask questions and really learn about stuff on your own, it makes newsroom life so much better. You can say, oh, hey, look, no, I know this person, or I saw this the other day on Twitter, or, um, you know, I saw this in the mall the other day, and I was thinking about it this way. And really just don't let the newsroom be your only time that you research what's going on. Make it your whole life. It sounds funny to say that, but it needs to be if you want to, Uh, build up confidence and build up trust. You said that you didn't have a problem getting used to the schedule of the morning (laughs) show. I've talked to a lot of young producers and they get stuck on that shift. And they Mm -hmm. said that's like the biggest reason people get out of the business quickly. What are some tips you have for maybe getting used to, hey, getting to bed early and, you know, the nutrition and everything that goes with trying to be a morning person? Oh, my gosh. Good point. The nutrition is probably the single hardest part of that schedule. Um, because you could easily, it's so, it's hard to, you know, make time to cook for yourself when you have to be up that early. And we have a couple of overnight producers that come in at 11 o'clock the night before. And, um, geez, they, good Lord, I feel so bad for them because they work, you know, 11 to 8. And that's their shift. And that's just such a weird schedule. Um, I don't nap. I know that sounds funny. I normally don't unless I'm going to work out really heavy that day. I try not to nap. And I try to at least for the first six months, I really tried to stick to a schedule of when I'm going to go to bed, when I'm going to wake up and really get your body into that groove. And, you know, it's just like with morning show, it's really hard to um, adjust any part of your schedule in the Monday through Friday. Like if you want to go out and do something, you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff that happens at night because I, I give myself now one night a week where I stay up a little bit later and it's a Thursday night, so it's just Friday that's going to be affected by it. And um, I go play volleyball, and sometimes I'll be, I don't get home till 11, and I'll get two hours of sleep, and then boom, I'm up. Um, and, that, and it shows the next day if I'm too late. So I rarely do it uh, that late. I'll cancel on people and say, no, sorry, I can't come. Um, also, um, weekends, I force myself to get up early on Sundays. Half the time, my body wakes me up normally anyway, but... I force myself to get up by at least 6 a.m. on Sundays and try to stick as close to that schedule as possible. Otherwise, it's going to be impossible to get to sleep on a Sunday, and then you're off on Monday, and then you're off the rest of the week. So Sundays are kind of an important day of making sure that sleep schedule is right on. As far as food, um, I'm kind of a weird person to ask because <laughs> <laughs> I do, with my workouts and everything, my food is very much centered around what time of day I'm going to work out. 
and um, what I need for that day to be able to do my workout. So it's just moderation, honestly. And I know that sounds like such a cheesy answer, uh, but try to make your own food or prep it like you would, you know, the week of and say, I'm going to eat this, this, and this. If you're like me, I can eat the same meal every single day and be fine with it. Some people can't. So, you know, make time, give yourself an extra 30 minutes before you go to bed and lay out your food and bring it with you because otherwise you're going to be stuck on a fast food or your bistro at your station in the break room that's going to be really unhealthy and that's going to make you feel worse than your than uh, any sleep schedule would. So for those who don't know, Jen is actually a weightlifter and lifts really heavy weights, right? You're competing <laughs> yeah. in this now, aren't you? It's powerlifting, so it's squat, bench, deadlift. So I lift a lot of heavy weight and then I put it back down. And that's how I kind of describe <laughs> what I do. <laughs> like a morning anchor badass. Like, right. On the side, right. What our, uh, our old promotions person was like, you guys should do a whole promo of our bumper stickers as my morning news anchor can lift your morning news anchor. So <laughs> that's, that's very I good. I thought, thought that was pretty funny. But yeah. So again, so my nutrition stuff is very much like, okay, I need egg whites and steak and chicken here and then oatmeal later. So yeah, that's different than mine. I like kale okay, but I'll I'll eat an occasional chicken nugget, so we're we're a little different. On, Not gonna lie, pop tart pop tarts are a steady part of my diet in the post workout range. So pop tarts are the jam. Well, pop tarts are a newsroom staple, so Gosh. we will we will agree on that. Which is a <laughs> fine segue into clothing and how to yeah. fit in one's clothing, but we have talked a lot, you and I, about clothing. And when I do sports still. When you did sports, a lot of what we talked about with clothing was, oh, God forbid we wear the, the color of the team Ugh. we're covering. So you would be Wichita State or Kansas or something like that. And I, you know, work in the triangle. So I have UNC and Duke. And so mm-hmm. outside of that, what's the craziest thing you've heard from a viewer now that you're on the news side about your clothes? One time a viewer, I was doing an interview on our noon show. And um, I, we sit in these chairs, so you can kind of see, like, um, my legs if I'm wearing a dress. Um, and she was like, you should pull your dress down a little bit. You're showing too much. And I went and looked back, and I wasn't at all. Um, I really wasn't. I, this is not just lip service. And I, I was like, you know what? Like, there are a lot of – it's interesting, like, just saying that. One guy one time, like, actually got onto my for my highlights, my hair, my roots were showing. So not even dress, just how I looked in general. So I thought that one was pretty interesting. Um, lately, honestly, the – the comments have just been uh, not that bad, which I really should be happy about. <laughs> uh, but sometimes people will write in about uh, one of our other anchors, Amanda. Um, she gets, and because she's new, I think, too, to a lot of people, so they feel like they can attack the new person. Um, really what it comes down to is it, it's up, if you don't want the emails, you can prevent it pretty easily uh, with the exception of the sports thing with the colors, which was just ridiculous. I wore, and here's the best part. I would wear hot pink or something like that. And then people would be like, why are you dressed in such bright colors? And I would get, you know, some sort of flack for that. Like, well, you can't even wear our colors today. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> what world is this? So I wore a lot of black too. Um, for this, I just try to be as honestly with news as conservative as possible, which is not the trend across the United States. Um, our old GM, she is uh, in Denver now, but she was a big stickler for always wearing sleeves. Uh, you could wear short sleeves, but they had to be long enough. You couldn't be like a cap sleeve, no sleeveless shirts, anything like that, even in summer uh, on the air. You needed to be wearing a blazer or you needed to be wearing longer sleeves because she was just more conservative and we live in a conservative area. How did you get kind of past 
like getting those viewer emails and feeling like it would ruin your day to I'm just going to go ahead and write them back. And this is sort of just a part of my day and I don't like it, but it's a part of my day now. Yeah, that's tough, man. Even this, I mean, I've been out of college now for 10 years and um, which is weird to think about. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they just, they, some of them still kind of sting and they, I don't know why they do or if I don't let them get to me, I don't know, but. Some of them still do kind of sing a little bit because they're just like, why would you say that to me? What One thing that helps is kind of laughing it off with your co-anchors or your co-workers or just making a joke about it somehow because really that person, odds are, if someone's going to write in something like that, there's something else going on in their world that's, you know, really driving them to be negative and want to bring them down with you. If it's something more serious, get your bosses involved. If it's something that you really don't feel uncomfortable with, really don't feel comfortable with, don't feel bad getting your boss involved. I really love my news director, Brian, because he, if people send things to our general news um, email, he'll jump right on it and write them back and defend us and call the people, call those people out. He will, if they have a phone number attached, he'll call them on the phone and talk to them over the phone to ask why they would say something like that. Um, so that actually really helps is to have somebody in your corner like that too. So I hope everybody has a news director that's similar to that because I know Brian has been um, awesome about that so many different times. And so you just kind of, I don't know, you laugh it off. And when you write them back, my tip for writing them back, always start off with a thank you. Always start off with a thank you. Like, dear so-and-so, I want, first off, I want to thank you so much for watching. We greatly appreciate our viewers. And we love, you know, hearing back in ways we could be better to better serve our community. Like right off the bat, you're just killing them with kindness. And just try to be as diplomatic as possible. And most of the time, people will write you back. The guy that, um, and they'll be sorry for it, the guy that wrote me about my highlights, he said, but he, it was like a P.S. Your, your hair looks terrible. Your roots are awful. Uh, you need to go get your hair done. And I was really nice to him back. His wife wrote me back and was like, I am so embarrassed for what my husband wrote to you. <laughs> Speaking of clothing, what uh, what advice can you give the young people who make, I don't know, no money, and they have to look pretty on TV, and where, where should they buy their clothes, and, and how should they go about doing that to look good and, and not have to spend a lot? You know, one of my, uh, the girl I work with, Amanda, too, one of our morning show co-anchors, she shops a lot on Amazon. And I know that sounds, I mean, like we already talked about the dress, you know, the $20 dress that everybody had, but it's true. It was a $20 dress and everybody on air had it. And it's, wow, that's a $20 dress. You can really, that's fantastic. You know, um, some people, I didn't get, well, I'm trying to think of how much I got in my clothing allowance. It sounds like a lot in my first job. I think I got $500 for the year, which sounds like a lot, but what I would do is buy your basics, your black jacket like a darker gray jacket and maybe one brightly colored jacket if you can find it, um, you know, one or two, if you can find some cheaper ones. And then I bought a ton of different tank tops and shells to go underneath them because you can switch those around really easily. Same with cardigans. I still shop at places like TJ Maxx or Marshall's or Amazon for discounts. Why not? I have to wear so many different outfits um, during a month and trying to switch them up and make them look uh, different is is pretty difficult. That's not easy. I still shop at Target for clothes for on air. There's so many great finds you can you can make, and also bright colors. Oh my gosh, bright colors on air are so much better than anything else. And mixing colors with color, and just trying to find if you find a tank top you like, and there are six bright colors of it, buy it in six bright colors if it works. 
go for it. And if it's, you know, 20 bucks, great. You're going to wear those forever. And if you want to um, buy like one or two really nice pieces, like a really nice coat blazer and take the time to get it tailored because that will, that'll just make you look good on the air. And that'll make sure that everything else about you pops too. So here's the big question. What's the one thing you wish you knew when you graduated from the university of Florida that you know now that you would go back and tell yourself? Um, wow. Uh, don't plan too far ahead. Probably. Um, always have, I always like to say, have a backup plan. I'm a big firm believer in having the backup plan and everything. Cause there's so many things that can go wrong with technology, but also, um, don't plan too far ahead. Uh, I always had this idea in my head that I would go to this first job and then the second job. And then my third one would really be the one that I was going to be like, Oh, I love this one. This big city, like blah, blah. And I've been in Wichita now for eight years and I love it. Um, and I don't, I just don't want people to get disappointed because I feel like there is a part of me sometimes who, uh, that kind of feels like I've missed out and I see all these people going places and, um, you know, I'm like, man, I should have left in my last contract. And I'm just like, no, 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 you shouldn't have. You're happy where you are. And so like make the job you want. Don't search for the job you want. Like make your job the one you want where you are. And if you can't do that, then you move. So um, just don't plan too far ahead and then end up disappointing yourself. And one thing a friend of mine said recently at work that I really, really liked, it was, you know, don't, like it's, it's much better to be excited for somebody else's success instead of jealous of it or bring it down or try to bring it down in some other way. Like be excited for someone else's success. Really help each other out. Like that's just, don't be jealous of what everybody else is getting because you know what? It may be great for them, but it'd be horrible for you. Thanks so much to Jen Bates for chatting with us. If you haven't yet, check out the blog, ablockblog.com. I'm Mandy Mitchell, and this is the A Block Podcast.